Amen. Father, we just thank and praise you for all that you've done and all that you're doing, all you're going to do. And Lord, we thank you that we can turn our eyes upon you and know that you're there for us. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Kids can be dismissed. Had to find my other set of notes. I... Uh, Finishing up part two of this uh, teaching, and I went into or left it on the copier back there. I made uh, made John a copy. Well, uh, I'm calling this uh, the prayer of faith will, and uh, you know, just just identifying w without going into all the different kinds of prayer and understanding the different uh, ways that we approach God, understanding that. Uh, Man, that's a big old spot over there. It hadn't been, hadn't been that blank for a while over there. You know, it's a holiday weekends. You never know who else has gone. Of course, uh, also all those people serving in the downstairs with the kids. But, um, but you know, whenever I, I look at prayer and, and the different forms or different ideas, different understandings of prayer, I think it's important that we, that we separate those sometimes because, you know, there's prayers of dedication. There's prayers of praise and worship where we're not focused on our needs. We're not asking God for anything. We're just, we're just coming before God. And, you know, I think that's so critical. You know, sometimes I know, I know myself as a pastor, I have to constantly um, work at just me and God spending time together, not just finding something to teach. Because, it, you know, there's, there's always that, that push and that, that drive and that, uh, that or that necessity of of building a sermon. I mean, that's just. I mean, it's a big part of what I do. I, I do that on you know from Sunday morning, and then you know I do the Bible study Monday through Friday, and then Tuesday night I I, I do the Cowboy Church, and so and all those are different things. I'm I'm teaching different things, and so uh, plus all the questions are different things that people ask during the week, or 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 different things that we're searching out. And so I have to purposefully go to God and just for my need or just for, for my fellowship time, just to feed me. And so I, I listen to, I've got these uh, new deals they're called aftershocks. They're, uh, they go over my ears and they, they push on this, they go on this bone right here and they, they are a Bluetooth deal and it, it sends the, the sound through here instead of being in, in your ears. So that way I can still hear, you know, if I'm out doing whatever, I, I can still, it's not affecting my hearing and plus up my ears. Plus, it's not, it's uncomfortable to have them earbuds in. I just never liked that. And I never wanted to spend all that money for that little bitty thing to hang in your ear. And so, you know, and so I got the cord and everything and it hangs on stuff. It's really a hassle trying to listen to things and, and, but, but trying to be active to hear God all the time. So I got those, I got the, which those things weren't cheap, but, but they are, they're effective in, in feeding on the word, listening to the teaching, listening to preaching and, and feeding myself. But sometimes, you know, I, I was this morning even and uh, in last night just thinking about the sermon and, and I just stopped and I said, God, you know, I just want to worship you. And this was early this morning. And so I'm walking around the center island in our kitchen, just just worshiping God, just praising God, not not asking for anything. And I think that that part of our prayer time is so critically important. You know, a lot of times people say, well, prayer is talking to God. And I say, yes, and, and then some. It's not that's not a complete definition because there's also that interaction that he, us hearing God back and, and him speaking in return. And we talk a lot about that and just that separation. So when I say the prayer of faith, I'm talking about a prayer of petition. 
There, there's a difference in, in a prayer of, uh, of me coming before God just worshiping Him without anything in return. Isn't it nice whenever your kids come to you and they just want to hang out, want to spend time with you? Man, man when they're little, I, I remember you know, in, in coming home and, and opening the door, Daddy! And they all run to me. And now it's just, hey, Dad, you got some money? <laughs> I hit that this morning. You know, it's, Kenzie, Kenzie come to me, hey, Dad, can I have some money? Last night she came to me, hey, Dad, can I have some money? I'm like, man, you, got, you work, you got a job, you, you just got paid. She just helped put out, uh, for spent four days putting out flags on the, on the cemeteries for, with, uh, and got paid quite a little bit. So I should be coming to you for a loan there, Kenzie. <laughs> Uh, no, it's fine. I, I love doing that. Cade called the other day and needed to tell him how to wire a light fixture in his in his house, and I was thankful he didn't just go to YouTube. You know, he called Dad. What a what a blessing. So I I mean I stopped. I was trying to haul hay and trying to get some stuff done, and I stopped in the middle of the road so I wouldn't lose signal. Because when you go up north here, there's a couple of low spots. And so I, I sit on the side of the road for 15 minutes, and then we FaceTimed, and I had to stop the, later on in the day and, and, and a few, an hour or so later. You know, those are, those are blessed times that we have, that interaction where, where they're asking and, and it, the exchange, sometimes just fellowship and spending time. There's all those different things of how we interact with our kids, but, there's, but, but think about that where our Father God is concerned. You know, if we'll learn to spend time with Him, not, not asking for anything, just saying, Lord, I, I want to sit in Your presence. Lord, I want to fellowship with You. And if we can carve out that, that quiet time. But there's also the example of us coming before God with our need, with a request, with a petition. And I think that, that when we, we identify the fact that the, the Father God is ready to, to give, He wants us to ask. See, I don't mind that my, that my daughter still needs me, even if it's just for money. <laughs> it's more than that. But, you know, I, 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 don't, I, don't mind, I don't mind at all that I had to shut down my day, stop everything else I'm doing to, to help my son wire a light fixture in his house. I, I don't mind when Kelsey called me the other day from New York. She was just in, in New York. She was walking over to, she's changing apartments. All three, three of our, our three adult kids are all changing houses at all the same time. It's pretty crazy. But Kelsey had, had rented another apartment there in, in New York City. And, and so she was working on all that. She, she called and I had to stop what I was doing. Had to, had to put somebody else that was on hold to, to just, just hold on a minute. I got to talk to my kid. So in those times like that, we need to understand that God is also, he's never, he's never going, oh, God, here's this kid again asking for something. He's, he's excited to hear, us, uh, to hear from us. But now let me, let me just say this, though. He doesn't always, I mean, I believe he really enjoys the fact that when we fellowship without having to have something, but he's waiting also with anticipation for us just to ask. I also want you to see the Father as a God who's saying, yeah, just ask me. I, I want to give it. I want to extend it to you. I want to make it available to you. We'll see when we go before God with a petition, we're looking at, at uh, what is, there's, there's certain things that we want to lay out and use. Let's look at John chapter 14. Uh, I want to go here first. Now remember, when we talk about faith, we're talking about the substance of things hoped for. When we start talking about a petition, we start talking about a request from God, we start talking about coming to God in prayer, what are we doing? We're, we're putting together a desire, a, a, a something that we're asking for from God. And so when we, when we come before God, what is it? It's the thing that we hope for or that request, that petition. 
It's something we hope for. It's something we desire. But Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So that hope, that desire, that request, that petition to be a prayer of faith or a prayer of petition to be done correctly, it needs to have faith mixed with it. So we're not asking for something that we just desire, but we're asking for something that we can believe that we receive. And, and that's the difference in and how that works. So in John chapter uh, 14, I, I want us to look here. He says, do not let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And that's verse 1. I, I, I think I said that. But, but notice he said, do not let your heart be troubled. Now, I, I spent some time there yes, last week, and, and I don't want to belabor this again. But he said, do not let. See, there, there's something, there's a responsibility we have. See, understand something, that God provided us freedom to receive and to walk in all that He's provided. And He said, I've given you peace. Don't be anxious. Don't worry. Don't be consumed by these, these fears. Don't be troubled. He says, he didn't say when everything's at peace, be at, be at peace. He said, be at peace. You know, it's kind of one of those things where in the, even in the midst of the storms of life, the, the fears, the anxieties, whatever we have, he says, do not let your heart be troubled. So, and he says, you believe in God, believe also in me. Now, I, I related this last week, but you know, the Jewish people that he was talking to had a, an understanding of who God was. They knew Elohim. They knew uh, Jehovah God. They knew the creator of the universe. They knew, knew the one who instituted the, the temple and, and the, and the uh, tabernacle in the wilderness. They knew that God. But now he's transitioning his disciples and those that are following and, and beginning in the early in the beginning of the church. And he's establishing, okay, you believe in God, but believe also in me. So he's, he's bringing this new idea, this new concept, this new thought. And, and he's, he's wanting to connect the two together. And, and, uh, and, and he goes into a lot of explanation in this chapter 14 that we're not going to get into. But that's, that's what's going on here. He says, he says, in my father's house there's many rooms. And if, you, if that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way, you know the way to the place where I'm going. And Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? And then Jesus made it clear. He said, I am the way. Now, I'm going to pause there. He continues on, but, but, but understanding he is the way. He says, then he says, and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. For now, from now on, you do not know him, or you do know him and have seen him. So he brings together that, that, uh, that uh, revelation that because they knew God, they also know him. And because they know him, they know God. And he's just bringing those two together. And so... So um, then he goes on and, and he, he establishes there in verse 6 again, he says, I am the way. Now no, remember, they saw God as I am. They had been taught since their birth that remembering how Moses was given the name of God, I am, that I am. 
So they knew God, the God of I am. And when they pictured and they saw I am, they saw the God that parted the Red Sea, the God who, who, who caused Pharaoh to, to turn the, his people loose, God's people loose. He, he put, put the very, the, the king of Egypt, the, the Pharaoh, the, the, the most powerful man probably in the world at that time, God brought him to his knees. God brought their armies to their knees. God provided a, a way to escape, but he didn't just send them out. He sent them out with silver and gold and all the jewels of the, of the Egyptians. I mean, because the Egyptians said, we want you out of here. Here's all our stuff. I mean, they, God said, hey, ask them for their stuff. And, and he said, here, I mean, I'm saying stuff, but it says there in Psalms, they left with silver and gold. God, God blessed them, had been impoverished for 430 years, and God blessed them. That's the I am. That's the God that they were picturing. And now Jesus is saying, I am the way. So he's tying the two together, but he's not just tying the two together in a casual way. He's tying the, tying the two together in a tremendous way. He's, he, he's wanting to expand their, the way they see him and the relationship and the connection of the two because he's, he's about to be gone. He's about to go away. Of course, then he says over in later on in verse 14, now we won't turn there, but he says, I'm sending another just like myself. I'm sending another comforter, the Holy Spirit. I'm, not, I'm sending another, and he, he lives with you, but he will dwell, or he dwells with you, but he will live in you. And so uh, he's, he's just setting that, setting that, uh, to bringing that together. Now, as I begin to look at uh, the different types, let's turn to first, first John. And I begin to look at, at uh, well, as I was driving around yesterday, praying, studying, I was praying and studying as I was checking cattle, but, but I, I, was, I was driving through the pasture and uh, I had been over, uh, well, I was actually spraying thistles yesterday. I was, I was in, the, in my side-by-side -side gator with the sprayer on the back trying to kill and eradicate these stinking musk thistles that, that you know right now is, I mean, it's like time because they're starting to put heads on. And if you don't get them now, you're going to have seeds for next year. And, and uh, it's hard to get them all killed in, in, in our area. But anyway, the Lord gave me this and I had to stop and type some stuff out on my phone. And the Lord gave me this checklist for a prayer of petition or a prayer of faith. See, when we ask God for something in prayer, we should expect to get results. See, and the reason I bring it into this checklist, I, I'm just saying these are things. If, if I pray and I make a request to God, so different from my dedication to God, my dedication prayer is, Lord, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in my life. But it is, is give us this day our daily bread. I mean, my petition is, God, today I'm going to serve you. I'm going to give my life to you. Lord, today, in, in spending that time, that, that time of praise and worship is acknowledging what God's done and His goodness to me and recognizing who God is and just spending time with Him. But when I come to that, that time of asking God in prayer, in, in prayer, I need to ask myself, go through a, a, a few checklists of things. And, and number one here in... Uh, Verse uh, in chapter First John chapter. Let's go to verse chapter four. And let's let's go with verse fifteen. Did, did are you got fifteen or you just got sixteen? I'll read fifteen. You just put sixteen up there. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them, and they in God. And and so we know and rely 
on the love God has for us. See, if anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, this is verse 15, God lives in them. See, if anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the God, on the, on the love God has for us. Now this goes on to say God is love. Verse 16, God is love. And whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. So the first part, I, and the reason I brought you here in, in 1 John is the first thing that we need to ask ourselves when we begin to put together a prayer of petition, or if we begin to ask ourselves why we haven't seen an answer, that's kind of what we're going through here, is, is am I acting in love? And, and we see here that whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. You, you know, the thing is, that, that statement of God is love is different than just God loves. Now, God does love, right? But look at who God is, what He's made up of, and He is love. You know, that, the emphasizing that is, it's a little bit overdoing it, maybe. But I want it clear in my mind that that's what God is. He's love. Now, so if God is in me, then God's love is in me, right? And, and so if I, I can begin to, to look at the way that I live my life, the way that I operate, the way that I pray, the, the things I ask for, one of the things that's going to affect my prayer, in other words, and my asking of God is am I, am I living and acting in love? See, faith works by love. The, the, the love of God is shed abroad in our heart. Romans 5, 5, shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. And so the love of God is in us, but, but I can, I can uh, measure my, my petitions or I can allow the love, I should allow the love of God to influence the things I ask for. Now, one of the things that, uh, example that I thought of that would, would, would apply here, I guess, or to kind of explain this, is how do I approach God in my asking, and how does, it, how does it influence my relationship, my love for Him and His love for me, but then also my love for, other, for mankind, love for others. See, if I'm praying in a way that is beneficial to me and detrimental to somebody else, that's not love. So if I'm praying that I win and they lose, then, then, then that's, that's, a, that's not a, a correct way to pray. You say, well, well okay. so uh, let's see. Yesterday, um, I was, uh, we, we went and, and Sue and, uh, and I bought a new griddle. We were on Blackstones. You know, that's kind of the new deal is Blackstone griddle. So uh, I, I got, we went and that was our, we decided that was going to be our, our uh, anniversary gift. To, to one another. Uh, we were going to do Father's Day, but I, I was afraid they'd be out by Father's Day. I said, I don't want to miss them, so let's go ahead and buy it. And, and we'll let the kids just contribute, and then we need, got to get all this stuff to go with it. And so, so we decided. So anyway, we go get this deal. Well, we, get, we show up there, and I'm, I'm praying for uh, favor all the time. I'm, I'm expecting God to bless me. I'm, I'm looking for a blessing everywhere I go. So we get in there. Well, first of all, there's none in the shell. I'm thinking, oh, man. 
Now we're going to have to go to another store. We, we, were, we were at Lowe's, and, and, and we went in there, and here's this the, the, the sign up there, but they didn't have the one I wanted. I, I wanted the, the four-burner one. I wanted the big one that, that you could, you know, tone down this side and, and warm stuff, and you could cook it. And Sue's like, you really going to cook this much? I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, <laughs> this will be a new deal. But the blessing came when, we, when, first of all, I found the right guy. So I'm walking through the store. I can't find anybody. Imagine that. Can't find any helpers. Can't find anybody. And I, I'm standing back. There's a guy talking weed eaters. And it was over in that, in that garden section. And, and, and it's in three aisles, four aisles over is, is the weed eaters. And I'm waiting on this guy to get done thinking he's the one. Well, there's this guy standing there. He looks at me and goes, can I help you? And he doesn't have anything Lowe's on. He looks, looks like he just does the look, look like a customer. He said, do you, what do you need? And I said, well, I'm, I'm looking for a Blackstone griddle. He goes, let me help you. He goes, walks over here, and I'm thinking, well, this guy's just a, just a, what's the deal? Well, he was one of the managers. I don't know if he was in between shift changes. I don't know what the deal was. But he goes, he goes, I'm pretty sure we got some. Let me, let me go back here and check. And he goes, do you want it if we got it? I said, yes, I want it if you got it. I said, do you want one? He said, do you want one put together or not? I said, yes, I want one put together. I don't have to put that thing together. And anyway, I was kind of joking with him. And so he goes, I don't know if we got any put together, but he said, I'm going to go back there and look. Well, he goes back there, and I hear this thing rolling up there here in a little bit. And he rolls it up there, and it's already put together. It's already just, you know, it's pretty awesome. And I made Sue stand over and guard it because we were back there, and, and a couple of guys stopped and were looking at us. Like, hey, 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 that's mine. Don't be, don't be getting my griddle. Well, before we, t- we talked and we built this report, this guy, and, and he ends up marking that thing down. Why? Because I'm blessed. Because I'm, I'm because God loves me. I'm His favorite. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're all His. Yeah, we're all His favorites. But you know, you know, it was pretty awesome. We we actually he knocked it down enough that we got all the twenty piece accessory thing and a cover thrown into it. See, see, that's God's blessings. But but see, I wouldn't have prayed that I'd be blessed if it hadn't have been something He was capable of giving. But he, but he and He chose to give that 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 percentage off to me. Makes me wonder if I'd ever buy anything at the 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 set price. But you know what? That was the blessing. I didn't go in there asking for anything. He offered it. He basically, I mean, we just commented something about, well, well, well what kind of a deal are you going to make? And he went, bam, bam, bam. He just brought, he brought it out. So that's the kind of thing that we'll, we can pray for his blessing, but I don't want to pray it at the expense of someone else. I want to pray it so that we both benefit. Now, one of the things that you'll see happen sometimes is, though, people will choose to give. If they have the power and the ability to give, that's fine. If they also want to and have a desire to uh, to do that, you know what? What may be happening is somebody else is taking less, but God's got a blessing on their end. So we can allow sometimes to, that I get the benefit or you get the benefit, but not to the detriment, so that somebody else is losing. In other words, they choose to do it, and God then can bless them. So operating love. See, our, but, but here's, here's the thing. Love towards God and love towards man. Our old nature was of this world. It was selfish and inconsiderate. Our old nature, it, it will, will be self-centered and selfish. But when we walk in the love of God and we allow the love of God to begin to work and operate in us, then it begins to change how we approach God, how we approach people, and also how we pray.
See, we begin to walk in the nature of God because we are born of God and God is love. Now, um, in that verse 17, it says, This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this, in, in this world, we are like Jesus. He said, that's where your confidence in the day of judgment comes. In this world, we are like Jesus. There's no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment, and the one who fears is not made perfect in love. He said, listen, when you have the love of God in, in, in your life and you're confident in that, when you begin to walk and be more like Jesus in this earth, then it demonstrates that we have confidence in that day of judgment. And so, so love is a, is a big part of it. Am I acting in love? Am I walking in love? The, the second thing is this, is the, in that prayer petition, kind of, kind of a checklist is, is am, I, am I walking in sin or carrying unforgiveness? Look at, look at verse 16 of this same chapter 5, or of chapter 5, I should say. In, in chapter 5, verse 16, it says, If you see any brother or sister committing a sin that does not lead to death, you should pray and God will give them life. I refer to those who, whose sin does not lead to death, and there is a sin that leads to death. So he's, he's distinguishing between uh, common sin and sin to death. Sin unto death, well, the unforgivable sin. It's unclear what this exactly is, but a sin unto death we know is the rejection of, or a sin that is unpardonable we know is the, is the sin of rejecting what the, the powerful, the work of the Holy Spirit did in the new birth, the, in, in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So we're, we're rejecting the work of the Holy Spirit is the unforgivable sin, unpardonable sin. Why is that? Because you can't receive salvation if you don't receive and understand and believe the power and the work that, that the Holy Spirit did in the, and does in the new birth. So he separates those two out. He says, I'm not saying that you should pray about that. All wrongdoing is sin. And there is sin that does not lead to death. So he's, again, he separates it multiple times. But he said, he said there, all wrongdoing is sin. Now, he challenges us, and, and I challenge you with the identification or the understanding if we're walking in not a, a stubbing our toe or wrongdoing that, that doesn't lead us to repentance, but it the type of sin that we continue in and refuse to change in. That'll begin to affect our prayer life. That'll begin to affect. Now, didn't doesn't mean there isn't grace to cover you if you die, but our prayer can be hindered. The, the Bible talks about that in, in, in relation to forgiveness and unforgiveness. Remember Mark eleven twenty five. he said, when you pray, when you stand praying, in fact, I think I wrote down, and when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. See, the reason I tie those two together that would hinder a prayer of faith or prayer petition is that when we're walking in sin or carrying unforgiveness, if we're walking in sin, we've not received the forgiveness from God. And if we refuse to forgive others, then we're not extending that, that, uh, that forgiveness. We're not being obedient to God. See, that, that is the type of thing that will hinder our prayer. It's pretty hard to ask God to do something when, he, when we've willfully and directly disobeyed or walked in disobedience. 
See, here's the thing. Anything and everything that God calls us to do or desires or commands us to do, He also empowers us to do it. People say, well, I don't know how to... I don't think I can walk in forgiveness towards this individual, towards that person. You don't know what they did to me. And yet God says when we stand praying, forgive. He, he gives us that command. He gives us that assignment. And, and as hard as that is, as difficult as that is, we have, to, we have to believe in the power of God to enable us to do all things through Christ who gives us strength. Now, uh, I would tie in also the ability to forgive yourself, the ability to, to allow yourself the opportunity to be, to be fully restored, to be fully forgiven. You know, sometimes people hold themselves under the condemnation and hold themselves under the power of a past sin. So we want to make sure that we're not walking those. There is a high standard for, for the necessity of forgiveness, both coming from the Father to us and from us towards others. That's something that we need to consider when we go to before God in prayer. When we go before God asking for what He's promised, I can ask myself, am I, am I praying from a position of love? And am I, am, I, am I holding on to sin? Or am I holding on to unforgiveness and bitterness? Those things are going to hinder our, our prayer, our, our time with God. Now, the, the, the thing that is also critical here is, is it according to God's will? I just began to rattle this thing. I mean, God gave me this pretty quickly. And as I went back over it this morning and last night and this morning, I began to, and I realized that I was right there in First John chapter 5 at verses 13, 14, and 15. And so let's look now at verse 13. He says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. So he says, man, I, I'm telling you these things. He, he said, I'm talking about that God is love. I'm talking about no sin. I'm talking about that, that the commandments of God are not burdensome. That's over in, in the first few verses of John chapter 5. But here in verse 13, he said, I write these things so that you may have eternal life. Verse 14, this is the confidence that we have in approaching God. That if we ask, okay, that's that petition prayer, that prayer of faith, anything according to his will, he hears us. So we have the entrance, we have the, 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 His ear, we have the things of prayer if we're, if we're praying in accordance with His will. So that's always a question that I, that I should ask. You know, if, if we're praying in a, in a petition, uh, asking God for something, we ought to, we ought to ask ourselves and, and, and we should always consider, is this God's will? You know, uh, he goes on in verse 15, he says, And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask... We know that we have what we asked of Him. We know that we have that peti petition. You know, that's that, that whole thing that, that ties into do we have the faith to believe for what we're asking. See, uh, when, I'm, when I'm walking in love towards God and towards mankind, when I'm formulating those prayers uh, that would be in line with God's will, when, I'm, when I've dealt with any unforgiveness or sin, anything that God's dealing with me about, then we're in that position that He's, he's saying we have the ear of God. We can approach God boldly. We can have confidence. We can know that He's heard us and He'll bring those things to pass. Now, the thing that a couple of things that I wrote down here, when I, when I think about a prayer for asking, the next thing in the checklist for me is this, is do you believe what, God, what you're praying? Do you believe what you're asking? 
a, it's a simple thing to, 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 uh, to ask yourself when you pray and you ask in that petition, do you believe what you're asking? Do you believe it'll be done? Do you believe it's God's will? Do you believe that, that He's promised it to you? See, because what is faith? Faith is the substance, the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So where a prayer of petition or prayer of faith is concerned, we've got to make sure that we believe what we are praying for. I, I, I've, had, I've had people before that we prayed in, in, a, in, in agreement is a type of a petition prayer, a prayer of agreement. People come to me and say, man, I want you to pray for me for this or that or the other. And I'll say, okay, so we're, we're going to pray what? What are you believing for? So they'll say, well, I, I'm praying that, that I get that, that uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to, uh, it's, it's easiest to illustrate where something, you know, financial is concerned. I, I need, I need uh, a, a pay raise. Let's say that. All right, so, so would that be within God's will? Well, God desires that we be blessed. He, he desires that we have uh, an abundance so that we can give to every good work. That, that's, that's scriptural. That's a Okay, so we pray and we ask, well, is it in love? Am I trying to take advantage of the, uh, the, the office or the boss, or, or am I trying to get more than I deserve? No, we just want, we need that more that God supplies. So we, we come before God. It's, it's within love. You're, 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 you've uh, repented of any sin. You've asked God to instruct you where your finances are concerned. And when you've done all that, and then you come to God and you lay that petition out there, and and, and I and you say, well, you want to come to me and say, well, I want you to agree with me and say, okay, so what scriptures and how are we going to believe for that? And when we come into agreement, if I finish the prayer and I say, Lord, I believe that you're going to, you know, you're going to make provision here, and 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 I believe that that uh, that you're going to uh, allow the talents and the gifts of this individual to be blessed and to be that the boss and the and those that make decisions see that and that you'll increase them and we begin to make that prayer if, if I get done and you and you and I say man do you believe that's done and you say boy I hope so well you're still in hope now there's nothing wrong with still being in hope except that there's a difference in being in hope and being in faith there's a difference between did, did I have the confidence, did I settle with from, from the Word of God that that's what I can believe for? What is, uh, let's turn to Mark chapter 11. And we, and we see this illustrated from Jesus' own words. He says, verse 22, have faith in God. But verse 23 says, truly I tell you that if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it'll be done for them. Therefore, I tell you that whatever you ask in prayer, hope it's going to be. No, it says believe that you have received it and it'll be yours. So Jesus' own words tying in that prayer of faith, that, that desired thing that God, through your love for God, your love for people, your, your willingness to set aside sin, your willingness to walk in forgiveness, your willingness to go before God and spend time with Him and find out, God, what do you promise? What do you provide? Then when we read that, we begin to, or we begin to formulate that prayer we got to ask ourselves, God, do I believe what I'm asking? Is there heart belief? Now, 
one of the things that you're going to one of the things that you're going to uh, have as a challenge to you is doubt over what you believe. One of the things that that's going to come is is doubt. Have you ever have you ever read the scripture? Let's let's say you know uh, God God Malachi chapter three verse ten. I used it for the offering last week. Uh, you know if we give if we tithe, he, He'll open the windows of the storehouse of heaven, pour us out blessing we can't contain. He says, "Prove me now in this," says the Lord. So if I if I if I take that scripture and and I begin to use that as prayer, Father, I pray that you're going to open the windows of the storehouse of heaven. You're going to provide. In other words, we're not doing this so that we rain down hundred dollar bills. And it's not a get rich scheme. It's not I'm going to give just so I'm going to calculate out my hundredfold. That's none of that. But it is that that willingness to say, God, I'm going to say and believe and. and trust you where my tithe is concerned. I'm going to give out of a willingness heart, a obedience to you, a love for others. And then I'm going to take the scripture, the word of God, and I'm going to pray, Father, I thank you that you're going to make a provision for me. You're going to supply and you're going to make a provision for me. Well, then we ask ourselves, do we believe that? Well, the first time or the, maybe, maybe after you do that, is, is there any, is there any a time where you, you're challenged when you look at your checkbook or you look at your finances or you look at the, is there a challenge? Well, the thought comes to doubt. Well, listen, doubt will come from the enemy. But if there's a belief in the heart, that means that we're going to stay settled on what God says and the promise of God. And I'm not looking for anything out here to confirm whether or not it's working. I've settled it in the Word of God. Belief says, God, you said it. That settles it. I'm going to, I'm going to stand in that. Now, where does doubt come from? Doubt comes from the natural. I mean, you open your checkbook or you call the bank and, and uh, you know, if it's not there, it's not there. But also, we just have doubt come from the enemy. There's a lot of different ways we can illustrate that. That's just a, a clear, easy way to, to illustrate the, the, the difference between that doubt coming in and the belief in the heart. But, but we have to ask ourselves, which, which is going to win? The belief in our heart? See, what's another, what's another great illustration is salvation. If we base it always off of feelings, do we always feel saved? If, if we base it all off our feelings, but, but yet what does God say? See, we have to get settled in our heart and our mind that God, you said, Romans 10, 9 and 10, if I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart that, that, G, that He is the Christ and God raised Him from the dead, I shall be saved. When we settle that, we don't consider the outside feelings and we don't consider anymore the thought that says, you're not good enough. Do you ever hear that? You're not good enough. You ever, you ever have that thought? You ever, you ever have the devil speak to you and say, you sinner, you sorry, you're no good. I know your thoughts. I, I, you look at your words. You look at the thing. You ever, you ever feel that condemnation come from, from those thoughts? Well, see, that's where the devil, where does the devil come to, come to try to defeat us? In our thoughts. But what's settled on the inside of our minds? See, Jesus said, notice he said, if we'll believe and does not doubt... You know, that's a pretty good indication that doubt's going to come. In fact, I can guarantee you doubt will come. There'll be opportunity to turn loose of the assurance that comes from knowing the Word of God, hearing God speak, having, the, having those things settled on the inside of us, and, and then challenged in our head or by our eyes, our feelings, all those things that say, no, you're not going to make it. 
No, it ain't going to work this time. No, you thought it was working and then all oh, the refrigerator cratered or your hot water tank went out or your this or your that or the other. Well, listen, if I'm conditioned by the outward things, doubt's going to win. But if I settle in my heart, God, I'm trusting you whether I see it yet or not. Because face the substance of things hoped for, still out there in the future, coming back towards us. Towards us. I wrote this statement down. If you, can't, if you can't hear God in that situation, when, when doubt's speaking and, and you're, you're hanging on to your faith, if you can't hear God, just make sure you hear your voice saying what God's promised. See, in the midst of times when, when things, and, and I hope it's always working for you, but there's times when, when, when it doesn't seem like it is, you got to make sure that you, your voice, you hear your voice saying what God's promised. Let it be the loudest voice you hear. See, there'll always be a challenge to our faith. There'll always be a challenge. But if you can't hear God, just make sure you hear your voice saying what God has promised. Let it be the loudest voice you hear. Well, let me ask you a question. When you take Scripture, God's Word, and you put it in your mouth and you begin to say it, and you begin to pray it, and you begin to speak it, well, you, who's, who's talking? You are, but the Spirit of God's in you. So God's speaking. God's speaking because His Word continues to speak. And you continue to speak that Word. You begin to continue to say that Word. And you begin to, to use that as your ability to cast down the arguments and all the high things that are coming against the knowledge of God. Take that Word and keep it said. Now the final thing is this, and we're going to close with this. The final thing is this, is Philippians 4, 6. And you could quote this probably. If you can't, you should. Because I've used it right here in these services in the last month and a half. I don't know how many times. But Philippians 4, 6. The fifth thing is this, and this was the thing that hit me right before we came this morning. I came to church this morning. Is are you praising God in advance? See, when I, when I consider a checklist for a petition prayer, or, or in other words, things that I know that are going to affect this, make this prayer effective or not, one of the things is to praise God in advance. And in verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. See, some people just want to sit back and say, well, God, if it's your will, make it happen. If it's a, you know, Boy, I read scriptures like that, and I see, man, God, in, in, God put a, a big responsibility on us to bring our petitions before God. Now, obviously, we're, we're, we're shape, letting Him shape our heart. We're walking in love. God, I love you. God, I love your people. I'm fulfilling the commandments of God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. I put that first. I've taken care of forgiveness. I've taken care of sin. God, I receive your forgiveness. I'm going to walk in it. You know, going down through these things that give me a positive confidence to go before God. Then I say, God, what is your will? Show me, lead me, guide me, teach me. But one of the things that we can do as we do in every situation with prayer and petition, notice that with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. What are you thanking God for? 
you can thank Him for what I, what I always say. God, we thank You for what You're doing, what You've done in the past, what You're doing right now, and what You're going to do. i got an expectation. Say, I want to walk in the fullness of those, of those things, and so I can begin to praise God. I can begin to praise God. Father, I thank You that You're making provision for me and my family. I thank you that we walk in the favor of God. I thank you that, that you bless us going in. Deuteronomy 28, those first few verses, you bless me going in and coming out. I'm the head, not the tail, and above and not beneath. That, Lord, even when, even when uh, things don't, don't look good or even when things fall apart, I thank you that you give me the strength to endure and the wisdom to put it back together. I thank you, Lord God, that you, you bless everything I set my hand to. That, God, you, you help me to be in the right place at the right time that, Lord, I praise you and I thank you for it. I thank you that you make provision for me, regardless of what it looks like, regardless of the economy, regardless of the markets, regardless of who's in the White House, regardless of what, uh, what people say, what people think. I thank you, Lord God. So we continue to, to set that tone. And it's in the midst of places and times like that when God will speak. He'll, he'll instruct you. He'll say, well, you know, you're not dealing with this. Or he'll say, you know what, you're, walking, you're not walking in love over here. He, he may say, you know what, here's what the Word of God says, but here's the promise that I want you to stand on. There may be all kinds of different ways, but from that place of thanksgiving and praise can be some of the, some of the greatest help. And it'll be the thing, maybe the thing that sustains you when nothing seems to be changing. Notice I didn't say nothing seems to be working. If we're standing on the Word of God and we put our prayer petition out there, I believe God's at work. But sometimes you can't see it. When you plant your wheat, you don't run back out there the next, you know, that afternoon. You plant it in the morning, that afternoon, you don't go out there expecting a crop. You don't go out there and dig it up. Well, sometimes we do just because we can't stand it. But what, is it, what does it do? In about seven days, sometimes three or four, you can see it down the row. All the conditions are right. Everything's right. You've done all the pieces, all the parts. That's why that checklist is there. We can ask ourselves, this ain't working. So then go down through there. God, do I need to check my love walk? Do I need to, do I need to find what your promise is? What is your word? What's your will concerning this? Spin it. You say, I don't, I don't have time for that. Just keep rocking along. But the things we commit time to are the things we become successful in. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you and I praise you that, that, Lord, we're not just given a formula, but, Lord, we're looking at things that, that could affect that prayer, will affect our prayer life. Father, you've said, you said it right there in, in Philippians 4, 6, that, Lord, in everything, in every circumstance, with prayer and petition and request, with thanksgiving, bring it before you. Lord God, I thank you and I praise you that we're not trying to manipulate you, but we're trying to put your will and your purpose and your promise and your plan in the, in the full action in our lives. And so, Lord God, I pray that, that we'd take this and, and apply it and we'd walk in the fullness of all that you, you've done for us. Lord, I thank you and I praise you that we can bring before you what this need is, what this desire is. And Lord God, I thank you and I praise you that you'll help us to, to stand in faith believing and not doubting. That, that Lord God, you'll help us to hold fast our confession of faith and stand until the answer comes. 
And Lord God, if somewhere along the way we realize the petition needs to be changed, the request maybe was wrong in one area or another, I thank you, Lord God, that you'll instruct and show us that in that time of thanksgiving, and you'll enable us to set our faith, set our tone, set our heart so that we receive, not so that we can be proud, but that we can be fulfilled in all that you've given us. We thank you, Father, for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.